Hello, and welcome to this edition of Secure Networks, the Endace Packet Forensic Files with your host, Michael Morris. This week's very special guest is Jim Mandelbaum, field CTO at Gigamon. Jim, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? I'm happy to be here. Uh, as you said, Jim Mandelbaum, field CTO at Gigamon. I've been here about four years. Prior to that, I was field CTO at RSA Security for about six years. So I've okay. been in the security space for the last 10 years as field CTO. And prior to that, I worked in the service provider and other spaces, also security. Uh, I, I love that background. And that's why I'm so excited to talk to you because you know, what we want to do for our listeners is really kind of get some industry insights like you have. And what I want to start off talking about is security at scale, right? A lot of people are implementing a variety of security uh, approaches, but security at a scaled environment and large infrastructures can mean a whole different things, especially when we're talking hybrid cloud. So what does that mean to you to have security at scale for an organization? Well, let's dive in with a big one, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> then let's bite off the earth here, right? <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, no chunks here. All right. So security at scale to me means two things. Number one is leveraging automation. If if there's no way that human beings can do what we need to do if we're talking at scale. So I've got to leverage automation. So if I'm in a hybrid environment, which almost everybody is, and we still, a lot of people are still making that migration to the cloud. So they have the on-prem, they have some stuff in the cloud. And some have made a bigger chunk into the cloud, but the reality is, is you can't do security at scale yourself. You have to rely on automation tools, whether you're leveraging tooling from the cloud vendors themselves, mm -hmm. which I hope you are. Right. So you're doing things like CloudFormation, Terraform, you're leveraging some Ansible tools, whatever, but you're also leveraging this automation of your vendors. So making sure that as you're expanding the cloud, that the tooling that you use that you use is also recognizing that expansion and including that as part of your security posture. Because if I have to say, well, I'm going to move these services into this cloud, and right. oh, by the way, now I need to add the security for it, you've already failed. You've already, you're already one step behind. It has to be part of the entire process. So as my tooling, as my tooling goes with the software, it's integrated and that's at scale, which means I get my tooling, which means I get my visibility. I understand what's happening in my security space and my vendor also has that automated scale that now I start including that new traffic into whatever my tooling is. And so at scale to me is a big chunk to bite because it's harder to get there. But right. once you do, it stays with you and it's it's worth taking the effort to get there. No, that, that's some great points. And I, I liked your comment about if you do it as an afterthought, you've already missed the boat. So are there sp some specific challenges of, of implementing strong security at scale? I mean, is there some specific areas you want to highlight? Yeah, I, well, first of all, I always love the statement in security. If you're not inconveniencing your users, you're not doing your job hard enough. But <laughs> I it, like it that. Is, it is kind of true. But, you know, if you think about it, it, I really have to step back and slow some things down, right? We, we, we talk about, you know, this, this agility. We talk about the ability in the cloud to be nimble. But I think we also need to step back and slow it down a little bit to understand the impact, to understand how do we get to that security at scale path, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that that's, that's an important thing about the challenges is making sure that the teams 
that are doing this. We can, and I hate this phrase because now it's like digital transformation and now it's shift left. And I, I'm so t- sick of these 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 phrases, but there's truth to it because we need to start talking to the teams that are building the cloud infrastructure. We need mm-hmm. to talk to the teams that are building the cloud applications and ask them, what are they doing to make sure that as they're building this out, security teams are involved? What are they doing to talk? To, hey, we're going to push this out. What do you need from us to make sure that you're also there? So collaboration is a big one. Mm-hmm. And I think we're missing the boat on that. I think, you know, in every company, the, the teams are still siloed. And even if we could get a once a month group meeting where everybody talks about what they're doing and what is needed from the security teams to make sure that what we're doing matches what you need us to do. No, you, you bring up a great point. I, I, I see the disconnect too with, not just the security teams, but the IT teams that manage the on-prem and and the IT teams that are shifting workloads or the application teams shifting workloads to the cloud, right? It, it's now multiple organizations. So I, I I think you nailed it there. What are some, are you seeing most organizations fall short in some of their strategies and approaches to, to really inhibit them from being successful? Yeah, areas of responsibility. I'm going to give you a real world scenario without saying any names. Talking with a CISO, and I was talking about packets, and I was talking about different types of things in different environments, and I got a response was, that is not within my scope. I don't worry about it. And that one just shook me to the core, and I said, wait a minute, stop. What you're saying is, that's not my problem. It's all our problem, right? Even as a vendor my job is to help you. And to me, that was a real problem. So I think what we see is people are basically saying that's not my problem and then washing their hands of it instead of saying, I have a problem. The other team must have a similar problem. Can we work together? Maybe I have a problem with my budget and they have a problem with their budget, but between both of us, we have enough budget to solve the problem together. And I think that's lacking in corporate America. And I think it happens even in the vendor space. We all do that. I think it's, it's, we need to start thinking bigger. I think we need to start thinking, thinking at scale, right? We, we, we talked about security at scale, not thinking at scale. I have a problem, but I know my other teams must have a similar problem or what maybe they've already solved my problem. Right. And, right. and and all I need to do is just ask, but I don't think they do. No, that's an excellent point. And I think, I, I mean, you mentioned the vendor collaboration too. I think that's why Endace and Gigamon work so well together too, because we we both focus on solving these problems of getting the right traffic and the right data and the right visibility of information at scale. Um, and so I think I think that's where we complement each other so well. So what are some key recommendations as you're talking to a CISO that you might suggest for any large organization to start to get on the right path, right, for improving their security at scale? Yeah, I think one of the things that surprises them is when you talk to them about the data that they're getting, the data they're feeding, and they say, well, we have a giant SIM and we're collecting all these logs and we're doing all this. <laughs> is the the reality that they don't recognize they're only getting a portion of the data. They're only getting a small piece because most companies don't realize that as they apply different technologies, that they don't have the ability to get detailed information out of them. Maybe they're in a medical field and they're in the medical devices and they don't see that data. Maybe they're deploying cloud solutions that are turnkey, which means 
they don't have access to that information because they don't have root access to this. So right. there's, there's blind spots that they just automatically assume, well, it's in the cloud, therefore I must see it, which isn't the case. So I think that there's a, a lot of education that needs to be made right. in the conversations. And I think that there's a lot of questions, even if you don't have the answer, ask the question to see if they are thought about it. No, that that's a tremendous point. I mean, you mentioned cloud. I know we've had a number of, or um, medical, sorry. We've had a number of joint medical implementations where uh, we've really complement each other because it is such disparate segments of the network um, mm-hmm. and different types of traffic and and communications from uh, you know printers and computers and laptops like normal, but also other things like medical devices, right? Or that are many connected devices at this point. So, how can the right data and a sensible view of that data really improve your security posture? Yeah, I, I, let's stay with, you know, for, it's not specific, but let's stay with the concept of, of, of a hospital, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just stay there. And and it can be a manufacturing facility. It doesn't really matter. But Absolutely. anywhere that has a lot of data. If you think about a hospital, we always think about, you know, we've got the infusion pumps and we think about all the, but we don't realize it's hospital beds are, are, are IoT. But we also have smart TVs. Everybody has a TV in their room and everybody's streaming on their laptops and and Netflix and Hulu and Paramount Plus now. But the point is that there's a lot of noise on that network. And if we could start saying, I want to get rid of that high volume, low value stuff, I can start decreasing the amount of data that has to go to my tools. The other part of this is there's a lot of noise on your network that really Maybe certain teams want to know about that backups are being done. Sure. But do I need to copy all of my backup data again to my tooling? No. How can we get smart about what we send to our tools? And I think that's a conversation that a lot of people don't understand. They say, well, we're just automatically sending everything. Well, we get to get smarter about what we send. And I think that, you know, when you think about a hospital and you start thinking about all the different things that people are doing, that are high volume, low value, that is a huge difference. In manufacturing, you have the same thing in, in, in every industry. Yeah. No, we've got a great joint example together where you guys are feeding us network traffic. It's in a university environment. You're eliminating all the streaming traffic and saving 40% of their network traffic yeah. being have to be analyzed by tools or for us recording the data. So I, I think that's a tremendously good point. I have another one that's really interesting that that we did a few years back with you guys where it was a brokerage firm. Okay, yeah. And they had a specific requirement by law that every trade that was done by a broker had to be recorded. So they said, look, I don't, I don't need, yes, I want to see all my network traffic and that needs to go to this tool over here. But for Endace, I only need to record trade information and right. I need to have retention of it for a certain period of time. So the really cool thing about, you know, let's talk about our partnership is, is that you have the ability to receive the data that is specifically for what your customer needs it. But the idea here of the combination was, is not only that, now we can provide the security teams the data they want. And they don't really care about the brokerage. That That, that is their concern. That That's valid data. They don't even right. want to look at it. So throw that away. Right. Yeah. So they have different use cases. Right. No, that's, that's a great point. And and again, both of us really helping both parts of the organization. So uh, tremendous compliment there. How are you seeing companies maintain and focus on security 
as they're moving selected workloads to the cloud environments, right? You've got, again, we can stick with the hospital environment. Obviously, you've got a lot of on-prem infrastructure, you know, <laughs> in terms of their local network, but, you know, they are moving workloads to the cloud. So that as a patient or things, I can see my patient data and things, you know, and, and not all that's necessarily on-prem depending on the environment. Yeah, I think that, I think that, um, when we start looking at companies that are starting to move to the cloud and, and making that migration, I think one of the things that, that happens is the security becomes an afterthought in a lot of these. Yeah. And I think that part of that is, again, it's that lack of communications with the teams, mm-hmm. right? They're giving an edict that says, look, we need to either lift and shift, which hopefully is not the case. We want them to actually have smart workloads in the cloud. But they're being told, I want to move as much of this as off, off the data center and into the cloud, but security is an afterthought. I right. think that that needs to change. Again, collaboration with the team. So there needs to be communication that says, this is the workload we're moving. And how do I get better at involving the security team sooner? Yeah. And then understanding what's valuable to me. So one of the things that we hear a lot of is, I need to grab everything. Right. And you really don't. I mean, it's it's important to understand where the crown jewels are, right? If I have compute happening that's just on stuff that isn't really relevant, but I've got, and we'll stay with your healthcare, but HIPAA data lives over here. I've got, you know, I've got yeah. personal information here, medical records. That's the stuff I need to focus on first. Now, if I have the ability to consume the other data, great. But this stuff needs to be a priority. So I think what one of the things that I always say is understand where the important stuff lives and make sure that's getting focused on first. No. Excellent point. And and many of organizations as you know have you know these walled gardens or segments of their network uh, depending on the type of data and the type of traffic, but that's one of the things I think is so cool about your solutions being able to provide that visibility on any of those segments, any of those walled gardens, whether it be in the cloud or whether it be in a private infrastructure. So I think you're spot on. It cannot be an afterthought. And you've got to identify the, the you said it, the crown jewels. So what are some recommendations you encourage them to think about when it comes to their cloud workloads? I think that there's a couple things. I think number one, when people move to the cloud, they really think that, okay, I'm going to get great ROI in the cloud. Number one, <laughs> they most of them don't see the ROI they think they're going to get because, you know, the cloud is designed to support whatever you want it to do. So if you don't actually understand where does my data live, who's accessing my data, am I staying within one zone? Am I multi-zone? Am I moving data between mm-hmm. regions? And God forbid you backhauling data because people don't realize is that Cloud data, getting it in is free, but you want to pull it out, that's going to cost you money. Yes. First thing that you you need to do is you need to understand how the pricing model in the cloud works. I think that's number one. Number two is I think that people forget about the cloud responsibility model. I think that people need to step back and review it every once in a while because it needs to trigger the responsibility. The reality is, is the clouds providers, their job is to provide you resources to do their job. Once you put one bit of data in the cloud, that's your problem. That is not their problem. And so understand that the minute you put data in the cloud, it is your responsibility, which means security is first. Right. Right. If I'm going to build in the cloud, I'm going to look at, okay, here's my network infrastructure in the cloud. 
This is my security model for that infrastructure. Now I'm going to put data. And I don't think we do that. I think we go as, again, security becomes an afterthought. So I think I think people need to start with security as part. That's that getting collaboration between the teams. Because you said it earlier, the folks that are actually responsible for building this, they're not part of security. That's uh, not their problem. Not they, often, yeah. Like I said, it's silent. I don't care. That's yeah. somebody else's job. My job is to build out the infrastructure like I do on-prem. I just need to do it in the cloud. That's somebody else's issue. I think we need to change that. I think we need to make those teams collaborate better. Now, those are some tremendous points there. And I I, I loved your starting point of the financial model, right? I, I get the the allure of the cloud is the dynamic nature and the elasticity of being able to expand and control uh, you know, based on demand. But a lot of these um, workloads don't require that that volume like maybe some different parts of the businesses do. So uh, I, th- I think you nailed it on the head. So Jim, one of the things I always like to ask um, you know, in, in kind of my closing part of these interviews is have you be a prognosticator of, you know, if you're looking out six to 18 months and that's, that's an eternity in today's environment, (laughs) what do you think is one thing our listeners should be really looking out for or thinking about uh, when it comes to security at scale or just security in general um, over the next six to 18 months? What what do you think is something they should really pay attention to? Well, I think that if, if, if we're talking to people that have plans, right? Everybody here has an objective and a goal they need to meet over the next 12, 24, 36 months. I think what they need to do is they need to step back and look at that and say, where do their, because everybody has vendors they're working with, where does their vendor align with your 12, 24, 36 month? And if you don't know, ask them. Right. Make sure that the vendors you're doing business with align with your objectives. If they don't, then ask them to get on that track. And right. if they aren't on that track, Find a new vendor now before you get behind the gun and have to. I think that's one thing that people don't do enough of. And and I talk to executives about this is is that they don't think a lot of times don't think that their vendors can do things. They say, well, my vendor can't do that. Well, that did you ask? So start asking your vendors, do you align? Everybody has a couple key vendors they work with whether it's you know their their var partner integrator that's a great place to start right you know, part, you know the, the those integrators that you're working and doing business with they have plans they have teams ask them what are they doing in those areas you may be surprised that they're already set up and ready to help you yeah. if they're not again maybe time to find a new <laughs> provider but you need to set yourself up for success, which means cluing in these vendors on what your goals are and see if they align. And if they don't, ask them why. Maybe they've thought of some things you haven't thought of yet, right? Never be afraid to accept input and say, wow, I missed the boat on that. So I think if I was to step back and look at, at, at what people should be doing and where we're going with it is I think you're going to see some vendors getting better and more on board with the cloud. And if they're not, they probably won't be here. No, I, I think that's a tremendous point. And just tying it up is you, you talked about collaboration of the the teams within the organization. Asking that question, is there collaboration within your vendors to yep. solve the ultimate goal you're trying to solve, right? I think um, oftentimes organizations look at vendors in the silos that they're talking to them for, You know, whether it's their firewalls, whether it's their... NDRs, whatever it may be, 
and really understanding how all those puzzle pieces fit together and work together is, is, uh, it's a tremendous point. So I really appreciate your insights there. Jim, thank you for taking time out of your day to, to join and share your, your thoughts on how to better secure networks. We'd ask our listeners to tune in next time for another edition of the Endace Packet Forensic Files. For more information about Endace's network packet capture platform and our integrations with our fusion technology partners like Gigamon, please go to endace.com. Jim, thank you again for taking some time and uh, really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. All right.